Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. And welcome in, everybody. This is the Falcons podcast on Monday morning after a 24-10 Atlanta Falcons victory over the Carolina Panthers, where there's been some teeth gnashing, some hand-wringing, some back and forth, the usual. But I have to say, Nick, 1-0 feels better than 0-1 if you're an Atlanta Falcons fan, doesn't it? And how are you doing, my friend? I wish I knew what it felt like to be one or no, but uh, I guess I should be just excited that it's still a Hawkeye state in Iowa and I'm doing pretty well. Enjoyed my uh, backpacking trip in the Olympics. Uh, didn't see many bears, uh, which is unfortunate, but caught probably about almost me bears. Yeah, I know. I, it's, I, uh, I saw the, uh, the butt of one leaving a lake, but uh, we, cl- we climbed a few peaks and we caught probably about 50 fish and uh, enough good sized fish to cook dinner for two nights. So uh, it was a good time. And the, uh, the lakes that we got to were, off trail pretty hard to get to so we had them completely to ourselves which is about as good as it gets well good times i uh i watched a lot of football and a lot of softball so it was one of those kind of weekends so it was uh it was a good weekend and um let's say hello to some folks here because i i kind of want to take the temperature of the room uh if you're listening after the fact and we get a lot of folks that do in fact most of the folks uh listen to this show after the fact either via podcast audio or watch it again on youtube we are live every Monday morning at 9, every Wednesday morning at 9. If you want to come join us like Michael Ranquillo did nice and early, he says, good morning, Scott. Nick on the Falcons podcast. John Harrell says, uh, good morning, Scott and Nick. Boys had me really nervous in the first half. And Zach Powers is in here offering the coffee. Cheers to you. Dave is in. He says, good morning, Scott and Nick. And he also says, I cannot remember a time when I was disappointed after a win. That was college football to me. That was one of the reasons I stopped becoming such a college football fan and started getting into recruiting more and uh, and, and into my job. Because I think it was 2003, Auburn 
was number three in the country, and it took him three games to score a touchdown. Uh, I was, uh, I said to myself, you know, I'm not, I'm not happy when they win and I'm miserable when they lose. I need a new freaking hobby. So <laughs> I didn't watch a single game in 2004 and they went 14 and 0. So yeah, uh, that's, that's how things go. Roderick Cook says, afternoon, everyone. Bobby Carter, Carter's got the right attitude this morning. Good morning, winners. And um, Red Swarm comes in. He says, good morning, Scott and Nick. Not the best looking performance yesterday, but a win is a win. I'll take it. Rise up. I like your attitude. And uh, Peep Goated, that feels like a new name. Welcome in. He says, I'm not disappointed, but I was let down and run defense and pressure on the quarterback. Uh, we'll get into all this stuff. Uh, Acid Tech TX says, Jesse Bates. My goodness, Nick. Jesse Bates. He's on the cover. Mm-hmm. In case you didn't see it, he's on the cover of our stock up versus stock down. Absolutely saved us yesterday. Roderick Cook says, Bates, our best. Uh, you know, our best new player. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of doubt on that one. Um, Red Swarm asks, what am I drinking? I'm drinking some um, coffee from our friend Patrick Wiltsey, who keeps us caffeinated out in Hawaii. Uh, check out lioncoffee.com. Uh, he sends coffee to me and Nick and some other guys. And he doesn't even ask us to say really thank you in return. It's just a thank you to us, but it's the least we can do. So come up and say, go, go check out lioncoffee.com. That's what that's what I'm having. I'm sure Nick probably is too. But Nick, just you know, give me the the thirty thousand overview. What was your your reaction, you know, to what you saw and to this game overall? You know, there's some good, there's some bad. Um, you know, were you, you know, were you like Dave? Were you disappointed in the Falcons' effort? Were you pleased with what you saw? Was there a little of both? Or you know, what were what was your overview? The Falcons know who they are. And they aren't going to waver from that and they have an identity. And eventually, uh, if you stick to that and, you know, you're not going to be you know too high or too low, you should overcome teams that you have a equal or better talent uh, disparity with. And that was the case this week. Uh, it kind of started off a little bit ugly. The offensive line uh, struggled. Desmond Ritter, well, the stat was like four for four for zero yards or something hilarious. Uh, but uh, they, they got it done uh, in the end. And uh, I think you should overall be excited because this is a game two years ago the falcons would have 100 percent lost and instead of losing this one that being the second half it comes into a, a blowout 24 to 10 that's a that's a pretty sweet victory yeah red swarm luck i'm glad to hear it uh patrick will too um you know what you said about it the the go out and win and atlanta f has didn't play great but still won by two touchdowns i'll take it so this was a question i teased you with it the, before we went on and i said the answer is not zero but with all the teeth gnashing I've seen on social media, and again, Twix isn't exactly the best place to get the the pulse of what's actually happening, you know, with with fans and stuff. Um, but how many how many wins do you think the Falcons have had in the last three years? So 22, 20, and 21. I think that's probably five, 12, 19 total wins by double digits. How many do you think they have? Three. Three. Three is exactly the right answer. Let's go they to the had, boat. They had two of them last year against the 49ers and um, the Buccaneers, two playoff teams <laughs> mm-hmm. um, going against some, you know, backup quarterbacks and stuff, but you still have to win the games. Yep. Three wins by double digits. They don't, they haven't come that often. How many games is that? So 17 and 17 is 34 plus 16, 50 games. You've won three games by two touchdowns. And, um, you won this one by double digits. Uh, the Panthers have a good defense, Ryan says, last time I checked. 
Now, if y'all watch the watch the game, or I'm not sure if it, if I heard it because I listened to the first half and then I rewatched the game, and I don't remember where I heard it. So it may it may have been the Falcons crew on the radio saying, in the last like eight years combined, week one, the Panthers have the number one defense. They've only allowed an average of 184 yards in the last eight years combined on week one. That's wow. pretty impressive. Um, and yes, when they are motivated. We've said this for two years now, watching the Falcons split two games with this team. When the Panthers are motivated, that defense is, can be devastating. Yeah, um, they do. Have very so, good you know, again, was it a perfect performance? God, no. Were there some things that you, you're you're frustrated with? Absolutely. You know who else was? Arthur Smith. Mm. Uh, you watch his, his, um, his press conference. He's like, listen, there are some things here, some things there, some spacing on this. Some protection here. You know, he called out Caleb McGarry by name, and I think he did it by accident because he never, ever does that. But he was like, listen, first half, you know, Caleb McGarry. And then he pivoted really quick to saying, Brian Burns, we were not going to let Brian Burns wreck this game. Mm-hmm. And he was in the first half, Nick. Gosh, we asked last week, is Brian Burns going to be, you know, up to speed enough to make a difference in this game? Uh, yes. <laughs> Brian Burns was amazing in the first half, Nick. Yeah, those first rounders on that Carolina defensive line uh, really gave some trouble to that Falcons offensive line in the pass blocking department. I mean, even Chris Lindstrom, uh, who we wax poetically about, was struggling a lot against Derek Brown, former Auburn Tiger, I think seventh overall pick a few years ago. And man, he's a hell of a talent. There's so much good defensive tackle talent in the NFL right now. Uh, but yeah, the uh, overall, they settled down. I thought the offensive line looked a little bit concernish in pass protection specifically. Uh, that's something that, at least with the run game, you can protect a little bit with the play action and everything. And a final big takeaway I want to give here is, you know, credit to the Falcons on this one, but winning the turnover battle 3-0, to zero, you can lose almost every single other category out there. I mean, yards, yards they did. play, and they pretty <laughs> – not penalties, uh, but uh, that was a big one. And also going 3-for-3 three three in the red zone. Uh, that's uh, Those points matter as every possession counts when you only run as the Panthers ran – 48 total plays compared to 72 for the Panthers. You better damn well not only kick field goals and score, but score touchdowns when you get down into the pay, the, the pay dirt area. And uh, they did that. So three for three on the day in the red zone. There, there was a comment in here. Um, and, and my thought was it was disappointed in the, in the pass rush and uh, the run defense. The Falcons backed off. I think on this, as far as like, listen, if you want to try and beat us with four or five yard runs at a time, we'll let you, Yeah, you know, we're, we're going to, we're going to drop into coverage and make a rookie quarterback. Arthur Smith made mention of the rookie quarterback. We'll play off a little bit and see if he can make the reads and, and so much where he can, where Bryce Young is going to have to beat you. Um, They did that instead of gambling too much. And what we saw in the preseason, Nick, is what we saw during the game. In the first game, you hate the term bend but don't break. But the Falcons don't appear to be overly worried box to box from like the, in, in between the 20s. Like, okay, you guys can you guys can get your get your yards while we're figuring out exactly who we are. And then we're gonna bow up. And Nick, what I saw was on short yardage. I saw guys getting push pushes into the backfield that I don't remember seeing before. That fourth and one was a thing of beauty uh, when they stopped on the on the very first drive that the Panthers had. You know, it was a lot of man up uh, blocking. 
Grady Jarrett takes his guy yards, his two yards back. Calais Campbell takes his guy two yards back, and it, it frees up some players to come in and, and, and make a uh, make a play. And when they needed to, they were bullying this team in the trenches, Nick. Yeah, up front, I thought they did a pretty darn good job. Uh, the pass rush was a little bit slow to start, and you know, I still don't know if I see that you know total alpha dynamic guy out there. But uh, that's you know how many of those guys actually are there in the league? You know, 12, 16. Uh, so that's a something to watch going forward for this team. But overall, I mean, I felt like they were never panicked in this game. It was a little bit discombobulated early. Uh, Ritter looked okay in the game. I mean, the efficiency wise was okay, but didn't really you know do anything too extraordinary. Uh, and uh, controlled pretty much the entire time. So I mean, this is what you should do against teams, especially the style of play uh, the Falcons like to run. And uh, when you have your number, what was it? eight overall pick from last year, getting one target and zero catches, and you're still putting up 24 points. Uh, you're doing something right. We'll see how that, uh, we'll have to follow how that uh, goes going forward. If that's going to be a storyline uh, for Drake London and whatnot, but the uh, good win 24 to 10, you can't, every game is hard in the NFL. 24 to 10 is a butt whooping. Yeah, there was, there was two sacks on the pressure and there were seven pressures. So, and again, I don't think the Falcons got overly aggressive with their pass rush. Um, a couple of comments from Joe Cannon that uh, I agree with Jesse Bates was worth every penny so far. Absolutely. Um, sitting back there. And, and the thing is, this is not just the flash plays. Obviously, you look at a stat line and you see two interceptions, forced fumble. Okay, that's phenomenal. You know, that that's player of the year. If he's able to do that once a month, that's the NFL defensive player of the year. Um, but my God, he was so fast and run support and closing guys down in his reads. It was, uh, that was the kind of thing. I've got a window open with, with uh, ESPN and all of a sudden Geico's talking into my ear, found it. <laughs> it's like, guys, when I pause the ad, don't restart it, please. Yeah. If I mute it, don't resound it. Um, Jesse Bates was phenomenal, absolutely mm -hmm. phenomenal. And it went more than just the big splash plays. It was every down type of phenomenal. His run support, his attacking the line of scrimmage, he was really, really good. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And I know he got that huge safety contract, but he's probably number one in the uh, stock up. I mean, what he did, first multi-interception game, I believe. And uh, he had a big impact on that back end. Uh, so if safeties, a lot of times they are called safeties for a reason. You, know, you don't have a massive impact for most of them. A lot of them are just kind of, you know, solid players. You're more upset. You know about them from making mistakes more than making plays sometimes on that safety spot. 
Yeah, but Jesse Bates, not the case this week. Uh, looked like a superstar out there, played like a superstar, played like he's getting paid. Uh, so that's phenomenal to see. And uh, yeah, big, big change in the game. Winning the turnover battle three to zero, taking the ball away like he did. Absolute game changer. Um, Joe Cannon comes in and says, Bud Dupree needs to be benched. Um, here, this is my take on Joe. Um, I'm sorry on Joe. My take on Joe is we love you, Joe. My take on Bud. I, I listened to the first half. I watched the second half and then I went back and watched the whole game. So I didn't see the first half live. I was just listening to it. So I was counting on, um, on those guys to describe the plays, et cetera, et cetera. And then when I watched the game in the second half, I'm like, man, that 48, because I'm not used to seeing him yet. And they changed numbers. I'm like, who the hell's 17? You know, that's Ebiketti. He, he was 47 up until this game. 48 was getting after it in the second half when they had to pass and they had to do these things. Now, what he wasn't doing early on, all that great was setting the edge. Mm-hmm. And he should be doing that. That should be his strength is setting the edge. But when it came to rushing the passer, I thought Bud Dupree looked really good in the second half. And Nick, we talked about that through the preseason. And we saw it with Lorenzo Carter too, mm-hmm. that the depth that the Falcons now have, even if they don't have that number, that true number one, they've got depth there that we should see them be able to still get after it at a higher rate in the second half than we have the last few years when they're get just gassed, when they're just gassed at the end of the game. Yeah, uh, the they're able to set in waves. I'm glad you mentioned uh, Lorenzo Carter as well. I thought he had a pretty darn good game as well. Uh, was he the one who had the fumble recovery? I can't recall. He was in there on that one. It was yeah, like my, my buddy went to Georgia and he he texts me during the game. He's like he's like Carter. He's like Carter's taking a day off, and that was the first half. The second mm-hmm. half, they pick it up. They're more aggressive, et cetera, et cetera. And once you get to that point, you know they kind of uh, <clears throat> anaconded uh, the the game away. You know, it's like oh, you're playing close. You know, whatever, blah blah blah. And then you get ahead and you're playing a little bit more conservative. You can get after it up front a little more. The playing on their pass rushers or excuse me, the pass blockers are playing on their heels. So I, overall, I think it was pretty good. I agree. Bud Dupree is a little bit too aggressive on some of his angles in the run defense department, kind of uh, being washed out in some plays instead of, you know, setting that edge and being a little bit more conservative on that. But all in all, I mean, it's going to, it's going to be hard to find too many things to get upset about in this game. Uh, I did also, you I've talked about it a little bit, but stock up for me as well. Troy Anderson. I mean, you can just feel his athleticism, on the field, uh, that number 44 flashing all over the place, the line of scrimmage. Uh, we talked about it when the Falcons drafted him a lot, that where that F people kind of, I think, misconstrue a little bit where athleticism truly plays in a off ball uh, stack inside linebacker spot, whatever you want to call it. It really call plays. It's been called for over a hundred years. It's, it's an inside linebacker. We don't need to change the name. Okay. The mic maybe, uh, but uh, I digress. Uh, the <laughs> inside joke for those here, uh, but uh, <laughs> you can really feel that athleticism in the pass rush department, the ability to close space and pursuit and the, you know, even if it's a delayed blitz or a twist and stuff, it doesn't matter, but that athleticism, you felt it in this game, that number 44 questions about the instinct still some spots where he looked like he's a little bit slow to process where the ball's going or one misstep, but that athleticism is playing. And I think he's just going to get better and better. So 44. Yeah, I mean, Caden Ellis problem. looked like it was a first game for him. Yeah. You know, he, he didn't yeah. do a whole lot. Did his, did his job, but didn't really make an impact. There's a guy that, would have led the team in sacks last year with seven and 11 games. So I think he's going to be turned loose mm-hmm. more often. Again, they gave up 10 points. They, they, they forced three turnovers against a rookie quarterback. Those are all good things. And Ryan, we're talking about an alpha pass rusher. Ryan says, you want uh, that alpha pass rusher, get ready to spend 140 million. No, they don't hit the market. 
Yeah, that's, that's why. <laughs> that's that's what I was going to say. You might get ready, but it'll be six years. But it'll, it'll be four years before you have to spend the $140 million. You got to hit on one of those guys in a draft. They just don't become available. They're, they're harder to get than a, than a quarterback. Um, yeah. they're, they're much more rare. You know, the body types are it's, – it's a whole lot harder to find a guy with that athleticism and size than it is to find a guy that can throw a 95-mile-an-hour fastball. But I, I agree with your point, Ryan. It's, it's hard. And that guy hasn't presented itself – in the Falcons' last three top 10 picks, or they would have taken a shot on one. They would have taken that guy. Instead, they go after three pretty safe-ish picks, whether you agree with the position or not. Um, you know, and we can get into that, uh, you know, on Wednesday when we talk about you've used two top 10 picks on a tight end and a wide receiver when your passing game is a big question mark and, and we can get into that too now Bijan robinson that was a whole lot easier to justify than than kyle pitts and drake london in the last two years but that said yeah you, you get ready you start saving your pennies ryan because in five years you're gonna have to come up with that kind of money for the guy if he hits which is still no guarantee mm -hmm. um but they're going with numbers now and they've got depth and and i like it um rusty asked a question and smart ride kind of piled on this too um with uh with this you know we can go a, a stock up slash stock down he says just just joined um not sure if you covered this but what do y'all make of the play calling do you think arthur really trusts desmond ritter the play calling doesn't make you think that he does uh nick i'll let you go first i've put some thought into this one uh before it's multifaceted uh, i think that what do you mean like truly trust him uh they haven't totally unloaded the clip or you know having the the complete, you know, full field reads because they haven't had to, right? You're up 24 to 10. You're running the ball effectively. You're getting turnovers. There's no reason to, you know, drop back and play Star Wars kind of numbers here with Ritter in that one. So as far as trusting him, I think they trust him enough, but he's not going to go out there and, you know, look like a full field read Joe Burrow quarterback uh, just yet. Uh, Ritter, some of the stats that, you know, but kind of a little bit indicative for the struggles and concerns with Ritter. I mean, only going two for 10, on third down in this game. I mean, that's a drop back pass situation on those third downs most of the time. And uh, that is something that shows that, you know, maybe there are some concerns still some growth going forward, but then going three for three in the red zone. Now, granted, <laughs> some of that is just the amazingness of the, uh, the running back room and the blocking to the Falcons. But uh, overall, I mean, I think that he, they trust him enough right now and uh, he will continue to get more as he earns it, but why not get, why give him too much and put him in a position where, you're controlling the football game. You can control it in the trenches like you did. And if you give them too much, you have way more of a possibility to lose. Um, I agree. And then uh, Smart Ride also piled in. He says, you know, about Ritter. And then he also piled in on uh, Coach Smith is just an average coach. So, you know, for some, I think the stock down would be on both of these guys. Uh, my question when, you know, Rusty, you asked, you know, Arthur Smith is calling games like he doesn't necessarily trust Ritter. I look at it and also think, I don't think he trusted Caleb McGarry and his pass protection in this game to start either. And they were given a very good reason not to at the beginning of this game. So it's a, does he trust the passing game? Does he trust the drop back passing game? Not early. That's for sure. Or he tried it early and it went bad. And then it was like, you know, we, we joke that, uh, Arthur Smith likes to reach the effort button. We're just going to run it down their damn throats button. He, he hits that every game. We noticed that. We saw that. But 
as they were starting to impose their will in the running game, as they're going for the kill in the game, what do they do? They drop back and heave it long to Kyle Pitts. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think there's trust there, but it's hard-earned. It's hard-earned. It's like, listen, I know I can run the ball. I'm going to run it until until I feel more comfortable about it. So I'm not, I'm not there with the he doesn't trust Ritter but I certainly felt he didn't trust the passing game and that could have been a combination. It could have been Ritter, but for me it was a combination of the leaky pass protection and a young quarterback going against a team that they didn't think could beat you on offense. Mm-hmm. So it, it was ultra conservative and it worked. It worked very, very well. So for me to say that Arthur Smith is just an average coach, I think he's an above average coach. I don't think an average coach gets 15 wins out of the last, you know, two seasons plus one game with this roster, with this team. I think he's better than that. Can he do other things than win ugly though? That he's got the team, this you've got the offensive weapons to go out there and be much more dynamic on offense. Nick, you're not going to get, you're not going to be plus three in the turnover battle every week. Yeah. I mean, it's, you won this game, but if you lost, I mean, I can imagine the hair pulling and the uh, crying about, you know, Drake London getting one target in the game and, Keith Brugman brings up the stats. I mean, 15 for 18 for 115 yards, one touchdown and no interceptions. That is a horizontal pass game. If I've ever heard it, not a lot of considering the weapons you have, not too much a uh, yak there. I mean, the overall uh, explosiveness from that, that's 15 is, you know, yeah, not that's not going to play week to week. No, absolutely. You know, if they exactly. average 115 yards of passing over 17 games, they'll be lucky to win seven again. Yep. So, works this week and sometimes you know you just got to ride with how the game flow is going and you play to win the game right not to you know pad stats for every single person so can't uh can't complain too much but it's definitely some questions uh going forward on this team and uh, good point also by uh caleb mcgurry we talked a lot last offseason why is he coming back so cheaply well the falcons protected the absolute hell out of him uh in pass protection and the a lot of the the reps that they ran as well the true drop back passing sets that are what get tackles paid uh were few and far between and that was something that early in the game looked like a concern for, for McGarry and one of the reasons why, hey, maybe that's why he signed such a blower than expected contract compared to what some of the the grades uh, he had. Yeah. Um, McGarry's going to be here at least two more years at right tackle. And uh, again, that was one of the concerns going in was how can this go wrong? We're asking, how does this team get worse? One of them is McGarry reverts back to pre-2022 form. That's one of the ways. Um, Bergeron can play tackle. Uh, he will end up playing tackle on this team unless he becomes an opposite number of Chris Lindstrom and he's an all pro and then you just leave him alone. Then don't mess with it. Then go find another tackle. Um, but I don't, I think McGarry will be, will be just fine. Uh, Jeremy says yesterday was an example of why a few more rips in the preseason would have helped. We looked out of sorts. The D looked pretty fundamentally sound. You know, that said though, Jeremy, you you were you want to know you won by two touchdowns and you didn't risk the health of any other players you know it's it's kind of universal now where everybody's kind of with a 17 game season it's such a long season it's like listen we'll work our way into it you hear about them building 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 and getting better and better every week it's another part of it is is they they say you know it's not a, it's about getting hot at the right time you know week 1 is yeah you're great you're happy to get a win and every game matters, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, not not necessarily every mm-hmm. game matters. And 
it's hard to argue with the results so far, 1-0 with a two-touchdown win. That's that's the name of the game, right? Yeah. Um, they're not satisfied. You're not satisfied. Nobody's satisfied with how the team played, but you're satisfied with the result. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, hard to complain. Every single week is uh, a tough one in the NFL, and to come away 24-10 to 10 against a divisional rival, and now you're like, that counts as like almost one and a half wins, burying them down one spot. So uh, you shouldn't be too upset about that and things to work on of course but come out of it uh winning and also i think relatively unscathed as well i cannot think of any serious injuries uh coming out of this one so uh that's wins all around hey guys it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus brecken settles asks will this defense be the difference maker and whether we make the playoffs or not yes <laughs> assuming that the offense can get now again last year we said that the falcons had a top 15 offense scoring offense it was something like 21.9 and we've said another field goal 24 points would have put them in the top 10 nick how many did they score yesterday 24 24 there you go they held them to 10 if this offense scores 24 points the defense will absolutely be the difference in how this how if this team makes the playoffs or not now that said the defense was a big reason why the offense scored 24 points mm -hmm. so that 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 can keep happening um get, let's let's run through some stock up stop downs and uh then we'll we'll get going the last couple of minutes i know we've we've kind of hit on some but um we'll just go back and forth stock up nick I mean, we hit on a lot of the big ones. Bates, uh, Tyler Algier. I think we got to say Tyler Algier. I mean, they have three top 10 picks on offense, and Tyler Algier is out here scoring 28 fantasy points or something and, you know, getting goal line carries and running really hard. Uh, so should stock up Tyler Algier. Not a forgotten man. We still love you uh, and uh, going to have a big season and a big part of this offense still. Tyler Algier, we've talked about can this team, can those guys – split combined for 3,000 yards for scrimmage. And to do that, we're expecting Tyler Algier to have about 1,200 to 1,400 yards. He's going to be a big, big part of this offense. One of the most underrated players in the league, honestly, because everybody was talking about Bajan. Tyler's pretty damn good. Mm -hmm. uh, stock down, that's an easy, you know, Drake London. Um, you know, where was your head? You know, he the penalty, drop ball. Not sure where he was in this game, especially he just looked so good in the preseason at camp, et cetera, et cetera. That's not going to change. But for running stocks, you know, the overall it can still on a, on a meter goes up. But if you look at a stock, it still has jagged lines going up and down. Stock was down a little bit. It, mm -hmm. it, he had a – his head just didn't seem to be in the game. I mean, sometimes you have games like that, and when you have other weapons you can lean on, uh, you can weather that storm. So – uh, stock up with him. I see some comments about Matthew Bergeron as well. I didn't key on him, but I thought, you know, he looked okay. I thought he looked, uh, I thought Dalman had a few plays where it was like, eh. but uh, I thought Bergeron was okay. Bergeron played well. Um, Ryan Adonis called out Chris Lindstrom. Uh, and I agree with him. This is, this is, 
a poor game is relative speaking. A poor game for him is, is, is good for most everybody else. But it wasn't the, oh, my God, I just want to sit here and watch Chris Lindstrom for 60 plays because it's fun. When do you say that about a guard? You say that about Chris Lindstrom. It wasn't his best game either. No, um, so the Brown. right side did struggle. And frankly, this is one of the best defensive lines you'll face all year. You'll face them twice. But we, we said that before. When this team is motivated, they're really, really, really good on defense. We've seen the Panthers the last two years come in and just manhandle the mm -hmm. Atlanta Falcons and then lay down. You know, And that's why they have a new coach. They, that's why they have a new coach. So... Um, you know, take nothing away from the guys that, that the Panthers can line up across you on defense because they're really good too. Uh, stock up for me, you said Algier. Jesse Bates is a is a pretty easy one. Um, let's see. Stock up. Anderson. Also. Troy Anderson. Yep, you hit on Troy Anderson. Um, uh, and mine was going to be Bergeron. Bergeron was going to be one of those guys because I thought he did play really well. Um, on the back side of the uh, on the back side of the ball on the defense, I'm gonna give Joe another shout out because Richie Grant played a good game. Uh, we've asked the question, um, can he hold on to that spot? You know, can he step up? So far, the answer is yes. And ha having that freaking kamikaze out there, you know, next to him and Jesse Bates frees up Richie Grant in coverage because he's good in coverage. Uh, and, and I think just it's gonna help him play with much more confidence just to play next to a guy at that level. You're like, hey, I'm out here with this guy. I belong out here. It's. I think it was. It was really good for for Richie Grant as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, overall, and uh, oh yeah, good call on that one, Bobby Carter as well. Before we wrap it up, Matt Collins uh, had a good game. You know, he's what weapon. You know, five, six on this team, but he had a good game uh, overall. And I'm excited to see Matt Collins this year. I think he's a really. I mean, we talked about on here a lot. A perfect compliment uh, for what you already have in that room. Yep, Matt Collins, good call. Um, D. Alford had a nice game. A.J. Terrell, I thought, bounced back from a poor 2022 and had a really nice game as well. Mm -hmm. um, the defensive line, I can't say really stock up because their stock was already up. They played to be expected. Uh, so that was that was good to see. So on that note, we're at 30 minutes. We're going to get out of here. Nick and I are going to hop over to Broncos for breakfast on Mile High Huddle. We will be back to talk for a full hour on Wednesday morning. So come back and join us. Um, Wanted to uh, wanted to shout out Michael Ranquillo here to remind us what day it is. Uh, who posted the message? Let's remember those who died on 9/11. Uh, absolutely, it is it is that day. Um, another one. It's been 20 plus years already. It seems hard to believe it's it was that long ago. Um, it still seems kind of fresh to those of us who are, you know, the Gen X type who are that age and and above. And it, it's it's gone fast. So yes, absolutely remember all of those not only died but who helped save uh as well so on that note we are going to get out of here and hop over to mile high huddle come back and see us we'll see you wednesday morning at nine o'clock a.m as we will start looking forward to the next game against the pack as they come to town and those empty seats that were sold to the corporations will probably be filled with cheese heads stock down arthur blank arthur blank Get your business model right and get fans in the seats of the lower bowl, please. On that note, we will see y'all on Wednesday. Thanks for being here, everybody.